welcome to the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. For those of you who don't know, GTFO means get the F out. In this podcast, we will be discussing how to get the F out. How to get the F out of a bad situation, predicament, or something you want to flat change. I'll be interviewing individuals who have had to GTFO. Expect to hear stories of those who experience situations of despair, pain, and fear. And the only way to escape it was to GTFO. Through this podcast, I want to give you, the listeners, the power and courage to make life changes should you need to GTFO. One of my most disliked questions from a potential employer during a job interview was, Holly, where do you see yourself in five years? When I started my career in the early 90s, I would answer this question with certainty, stating that in five years, I'll be in a leadership role with several accomplishments and a hell of a lot of industry knowledge. I was so certain of where I would be and what I'd be doing. It sounds old school now, doesn't it? So early 90s. I think if someone were to ask me that question today, this far into my career in 2021, in this COVID environment, I think I'd shit myself, really. You want to ask me where I'll be in five years? Who the hell knows? It's just not the same. It's just not. We're in a place now where we are forced to reinvent, adapt, and get creative with our careers and futures. But how do you do those things? My guest today has done each of them. He has reinvented, adapted, and most certainly gotten creative throughout his career and current life. His GTFO moments have led and guided him into his most significant accomplishment self-aligned business ownership. He is the CEO of Brian Kaplan Marketing and is now doing business his way and on his own terms. Here is some information on Brian. Brian Kaplan, yes, we share the same last name, is all about helping you build a bigger, better business. A speaker for Grow With Google, award-winning CEO of Brian Kaplan Marketing, and the host of the Bigger Better Biz channel on YouTube. Brian works with entrepreneurs around the world, teaching and coaching on digital marketing topics to help small businesses grow and succeed. Brian is a guest lecturer at several colleges and universities throughout the country. He has also been featured on Inc., GoDaddy, Constant Contact, Score.org, and the Boston Business Journal. He has been married to Linda for nine years and has two beautiful kiddos, Olivia and Bryce. And after the podcast today, go to briankaplan.com forward slash go to sign up for Brian's upcoming marketing classes, join his free marketing community, and apply for a free one-on-one strategy session with Brian and his team. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me, Holly. I'm excited to be here. I am too. And I'll tell you why. Because we haven't even met face-to-face, because we met kind of a a funny way during COVID. I was like, maybe I should connect with other Kaplans on LinkedIn. I had so much time in my hands. And then I found you. I was like, hey, Brian Kaplan, yeah, you, I, should, I should friend him. We have a lot you, in common. <laughs> you fell down the Kaplan rabbit hole, did you? I did. Were you like, who is this woman from Dallas, Texas? Like, why is she even messaging me? <laughs> so funny. I was like, oh, wow, a Kaplan that actually spells it with a C. This, is, this must be kismet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because there's so many K's out there. That's why I thought it was special. So, you know, we have the whole Kaplan connection. So thank you for agreeing to be on my show today. You have a terrific, terrific story to tell um, about your GTFO moment. Let me stop you. you, Thank you for letting me be on your show. I appreciate it. And I want to bring more Kaplan with a C to the world. So thank you for spreading the message. 
Of course. And you know what, Brian, maybe that's another podcast. <laughs> we just interview Kaplan's and see what happens. <laughs> I'm just yep. saying, it could happen. It could happen. Why well, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I know you have two significant GTFO moments that you're going to share with, with us today, and I want to get into those questions so we can unpack them. But before we do that, will you tell us a little about yourself personally? Sure. So as a Kaplan, I was born and raised in the small suburb of Boston. It's called Sharon. It's halfway between Boston and Providence, Rhode Island. And a funny story in first grade, I was taking chalk from the board and carving it into figurines. The teacher had no idea. I'd break it in half. I'd carve it with my pencil. I even had a little kind of travel-sized cologne. I'd pour a couple drops on there, make it smell nice. And then I'd line them up on my desk. And I started seeing all the kids eyeing my desk. They all wanted one. They're like, Brian, oh can gosh. I have one? Sure. Give me a dollar. Started charging a dollar per statue. And that was the first call home because kids didn't have money for lunch. And I was counting dollar bills instead of watching the teacher write letters on the board. Oh my gosh. You were an, you were an entrepreneur from the start with chalk. It, that was it. I, I, yeah, with, with <laughs> I, 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 I sourced my chalk. I had I no cost of goods sold. I mean, I was ahead of my time. But that's when I figured out I wanted to be a businessman. I mean, each grade after that, I upped my game. Second grade, there was a girl I remember, Victoria, who was making French uh, friendship bracelets. So I went to Joanne Fabrics, bought them pre-made, and started selling them. Dream catchers in third grade. I learned how to make earrings and necklaces in fourth grade. Got into all this stuff. The entrepreneurial bug was alive and kicking. And were your parents probably, like, what is actually I used to, Oh, they had no, they couldn't believe it. And even my brother, we'd get allowance. And of course I'd work my butt off to get extra allowance, but I'd be lending money to my brother at, you know, oh, eight funny. years old. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> then you were a bank. You so, were a bank too at eight years old. I was a bank, the bank of Brian. Exactly. So, um, you know, after that, as I grew up, we moved around the country a little bit. I did actually live in Texas for a bit, just outside of Dallas in a town called McKinney, which is now like a gigantic city. Wait, did we not talk uh, we about that? Did we miss well. that? Did we, we miss that? No, yeah, we didn't talk about it. Uh-uh. Okay. So you have a little yeah. bit of Texas in you. It was a right. little stint. I was, yeah, I was, I was a damn Yankee for a year and a half. And then we we moved to Oregon you know i wasn't uh -huh. a shoe i wasn't a military brat my dad's in the shoe business so i was a shoe brat and people in the shoe business they you know they might have a job for 5 years go on to the next company so yeah. very small yeah. kind of uh, industry there i ended up back in my hometown married this beautiful amazing girl linda that was way out of my league and the only way i got her was actually i was i was true story she actually went to junior prom with my brother and I didn't know her. I only knew her through a photo. I'm four and a half years or three and a half years younger than my brother. So I saw this photo of this gorgeous girl and I was like, who's that? He's like, Oh, that's Linda. I went to prom with her. Oh, wow. So then my brother comes into town. He's from LA. He flies out to Boston. He says, Brian, let's go to my 10 year reunion. And I was like, why would I go to your 10 year reunion? He goes, because I'm going to get you free drinks. Okay, let's go. Sign me so up. So there we are. We're, we're on Boylston Street in Boston. I'm sitting there. His friends have just been giving me beers and their drink tickets. And all of a sudden, literally, Holly, it was like the world stopped. That Those movies where everything slows down and the beautiful girl walks in, in yes. comes Linda. 
And I just looked right at her. I was like, that's Linda Costa. Way out of my league. But I walked up to her, gave her a bear hug. She had no idea who I was. Gave her a giant bear hug. Hey, Linda, I bet you're excited to hear useless updates about people you could care less about. (laughs) She looks at me, she goes, you're right. I'm not. (laughs) And that was it. And then a couple months later, I messaged her on Facebook, said, hey, let's let's waste a couple hours getting to know each other. Sure, Brian, let's do it. Got to dating. We now have two amazing, adorable, and very unpredictable kids, Olivia and Bryce. And we've been married for seven years. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations, Brian. Yeah. And thank she you. Had to love your confidence. She had to love your confidence. You just went right she in. Did. You're like, and I'll tell you, you know, it's it's funny because uh I think there was some liquid courage in there, but if you really want to talk about everybody has kind of their muse or their inspiration. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got their muse and their inspiration. But for me, I, I always hear the saying, you know, behind every good man is a strong woman. No, no, no. Next to every good man is a strong woman or whatever in this day and age, whatever it is for me, next to me is my strong woman because Linda's been my rock, my crutch, my best friend. And even as I started my own digital marketing agency, it was her pushing me, her love and support that single-handedly delivered me to where I am today. And I really would not be here if it wasn't for her challenging me to go get that next client or to learn that new skill or go to that networking event. So I think right. the one thing from all of that is you're only as strong as the company you keep. And in this case, my wife has just propped me up again and again to bring me to where I am today. Well, you're very fortunate to have someone like her in your life. And it sounds like yeah, the support yeah. is fantastic. And I hope we, I hope we get to meet her someday because she sounds like she's amazing. She's a Kaplan too, so it would be great. Well, there you go. Instant connection mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell us about the layout of your career trajectory because you have an interesting story. Yeah. So I was going to the University of Oregon. I graduated early and I was there in my fourth year in scholarships studying Spanish. And I thought, "Mm," you know, like, okay, I can double major in Spanish, but I really want to start a business. And right then, one of my brother's friends said, hey, Brian, we're starting a t-shirt business. Why don't you come out and help us? So I sold everything on Craigslist, which is a whole nother podcast because a lot of wackadoos. Oh, yeah. People, I, I literally watched as someone smelled my table. And said, Ew. okay, I'll buy it. I was like, whatever, whatever, no, dude. Okay, table. let me bleach that money. Yeah. 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 So n- neither here nor there, but sold my stuff. My dad and I get in, in a minivan, drive cross country, and I started a t-shirt business with these guys. And we had a screen press in the basement, the dryer, everything, a full operation. It was my job to find new customers. Social media was barely in existence. We had MySpace. So I was literally finding customers through MySpace. We had a website, didn't know how to do email marketing. It was insane, Holly, like insane. I don't even know what to say to that. MySpace sounds like a million years ago, but you're right. It was at the beginning of the social media craze. That's what we had is MySpace. Yep. And funny story, my brother lived in LA. He was at this bar and there was this guy who was there and then a bunch of people came in. And so the guy starts talking to him. My brother goes, oh, what are you celebrating? He goes, oh, we just started this new website. It's called MySpace. It was Tom. They were having their launch party at this bar. Oh, that's random. 
So it like full circle, but we started this t-shirt company. We were actually, we had some seed money in there. We learned everything not to do when you have capital to start a business. Didn't know how to build a website, email marketing. I was sending emails as CCs through Gmail and attaching photos because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know that email marketing platforms like Constant Contact or MailChimp existed. So that didn't last long. (laughs) The uh, 2008 happened. Of course, we all know, you know, everything went down and no one's buying t-shirts when they don't have jobs. So I had to get a real job. And I was working for corporate America. I started really learning about sales and I learned a lot about proposal writing, how to build in value, but I was getting paid very, very little for setting up multi-million dollar projects. And one thing, if you want to talk about GTFO, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of my kind of preliminary GTFO moments, I had set up a $12 million project with a big pharma company where we were taking their different assets, so their different machines and presses, and moving them somewhere else. I went to my boss and I said, hey, you know, I just set up this $12 million project. Can I get a bonus? Oh, um, yeah, you know what? Let me, let me look into it. Holiday party rolls around a few weeks later. He goes, Brian, come into my office. I got something for you. Oh, gosh. He gives me an envelope. I say, oh, wow, this is great. I was like, is this what I think it is? Yeah, yeah. Open it up. How much do you think I got as a bonus for a $12 million project? A Starbucks gift card for $25? No. Oh, wow. You're generous. No, it was it was $50. Wow. It was $50 you got $50. Bill, crisp. Wow. $50. So that's when I knew I need to get the F out of here. Right. And I exactly. Looking. And so through happenstance... Right. <laughs> it was like, yeah. thank you for this well, $50 Bon Voyage present. Right. I got it. I got, I, I apologize for my sarcasm, but I've been there. I've, I've had it happen. I've seen it yeah. happen. And it's like, you're just not valued. And you're like, why would I put any more skin in the game? If you're just going to give me a $50 bill on a $12 million deal. Just, yep. just saying. Yeah. And Sorry. Go ahead. Do not apologize for your sarcasm. You're in very yeah. good company here. Yeah. I mean, so uh, that happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and with, you know, with that, I left, I actually went to a startup and that's where I learned about the startup world. And specifically, I really started uh, cutting my teeth in digital marketing. We were selling email marketing programs as well as review management. No one knew what reviews were at the time, but my job was to go and basically for better lack of a word, steal, Mm -hmm. you know, reposition partners of constant contact and have them come to our platform. Mm. And I did a damn good job. We started with 15 resellers when I was there, when I first started. By the time I left, we had over 2,000. So oh, wow. I, you know, it was, it, was, it was creating resources. It was figuring out how I could empower these agencies and marketing consultants, email designers, graphic designers to resell our products. And ultimately, it was probably the best trial by fire I ever had. But the thing was this. It evolved. The company grew. And with startups, mm-hmm. the dynamic changes super quick. What yep. used to be, you know, a group of 15 then turns into 25 and you have all different personalities. Now you have an HR department yep. and the mm-hmm. jokes can't fly and everything else. You know, as I told you when we were when we were talking before we hit record, I was so depressed. I hated what I was doing. I was good at it. It was good money. But I hated it so much that one time 
my friends counted that I drank six beers at lunch, which is not healthy at all. I was not an alcoholic. It was just, hey, this is something to make the afternoon better. And that's when I knew like, this is my second GTFO moment. Get the hell out of there, Brian, because you're not taking care of yourself and you're not happy. Right. So, right. Yeah. We, we well, I landed, appreciate you we sharing that. With, of course. I, I think I do, I, you know, because a lot of people go through it and they try to suck it up um, and it doesn't work because mm-hmm. it's an uh, unhealthy environment. Especially in entrepreneurship. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, I mean, I yep. like beer and, and all. And you figure that, I've, as do I, but drinking six in a day and I don't even drink no, anymore, but no. you know, yeah. So uh, the one thing that I found too, and I think is, is, and we had talked about this, but a whole nother kind of rabbit hole you can jump down is this idea that in entrepreneurship, hey, there's a lot of depression that's masked. There's a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of anxiety and people find crutches, um, and when I was working in this corporate job, that was my crutch. Let's go have a few beers. And then I feel loosened up. I can go make my sales calls and time flies by. And then before you know it, it's 630 and I'm on my way home. Wasn't right. good. And right. I was, fortunately, I was laid off. The company had spent all of its venture capital. They had screwed up royally and they laid us off. So I was on unemployment first time ever. And I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Like I have... Yeah these skills kind of, do I want to get into marketing? I saw some of these people really struggling, but fortunately I'm like a sponge. I picked up the really good stuff that people were doing. And I also remembered all the negative things that people were doing, trying to be really transactional, selling snake oil to small businesses. And I just said, okay, I'm on the straight and narrow. Let's go. Let's start a business. Um, What I thought I was going to do was start a food truck. And Mm -hmm. that's actually when I met Linda. So we create. So I created this brand called Cubongos, Cuban on the go. I fell in love with the idea of Cuban sandwiches. I started testing. All I had was a panini press in my kitchen. I created a Twitter account, a website. I got a logo, created Facebook. Before you know it, people are like, hey, when is Cubongos coming to you know Fenway? When's Cubongos going to be in the South End? And I'm like, oh, these people don't even realize I don't have a truck yet. So I went and found a truck. Just about but you to had buy a following. It. Just about you had a to following buy already. Are, I had a following. Yeah. I had doctors and nurses asking me to come to Longwood. Like they wanted me outside the hospital. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I was and so I was just about to pull the trigger on a truck. I had gone down to Connecticut with my future father-in-law. We saw the truck. It was awesome, outfitted perfectly. It would have been twenty-five thousand dollars. I would get the loan. And then I had a, a mechanic who I called and said, Hey, can you just go check out the truck for me? And he says, Oh, okay. I'll check out the truck. Um, do you know who you're buying it from? I said, yeah, it's a, a guy named George. Wait, 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 George. And he described what the guy looked like. I go, yeah, that's him. I was like, do you know him? He goes, Oh, I know him. Uh-oh. I'm going to keep you on Bluetooth as I talk to George. I was like, okay. So now I'm thinking like, what, what is this? He didn't say anything. Cause he was walking up to him, looks around. He's like, Oh, that's a good fridge. Wow. The engine looks good. Okay. Where's the title? George Stammers. Um, well, um, I, I think it's uh, – I, I must have it somewhere. You don't have the title in the glove box? Like you don't have the title to the, to the truck? No, no, no. I, I, I'm sure I can get it. Uh, it came up from Florida, so I'm sure it's just in paperwork somewhere. Okay, well, why don't you get that, and then you can show it to Brian when he comes down. So I'll never forget Kevin Danby, 
Kevin Danby in Connecticut, a saving grace, an angel in my journey, in my in my <laughs> story. Kevin Danby said to me, Brian, don't buy this truck. It's stolen. And I said, oh, oh thank God I met you. I found him on AAA. And he said, you know what? You seem like a really smart kid. Why make a dollar with your hand when you can make 10 with your head? It seems like you built a really good brand. Right. And I right. said, hmm. And he just stopped me for a second. And that's when I decided and I looked at Linda, who was still my girlfriend at the time and said, I think I should start a marketing company. She goes, I've been waiting for you to say that. Oh, that's terrific. She knew it was coming. Yep. She knew it. It was just, I had to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, you changed your path again. I mean, you're like, all right, Uh, food truck. Now we're going to marketing. Now we're going to do something different. But, you know, mm-hmm. I love how you're so open to change. You know, you're you're ready to move in a different direction if you need to. A lot of people don't have that skill. They get very stuck on one it's thing an and it's hard to break away. Yes, because it's a risk. It's Every time skill. you do it, yep. yes, it, it's a risk. And being raised in Southern Louisiana by a very conservative Jewish family, we don't like risk. Stay in the same job 40-something years. Don't change, you know. And so mm-hmm. it's like a, it's, it's a, you have to change your mindset to go, all right, if this works, doesn't work, we got to, we got to move in this direction. That's what I love about your story is because you're showing that Thank you, you can do these different things. So just have, had to put that out there. So, so tell us about what that. happened. Thank you. Well, of, of course I admire it. Um, so your food truck, you're like, I'm going to move on from this. What was your next step? So the next step was figuring out how I was going to do a marketing company. Okay. Uh, for me, the, the thing is, I was a creature of convenience, right? So I didn't want to put myself out there. It was 2010 or 2011, just the beginning of 2011, when I finally came to this realization that I'm going to start my marketing company. So the first thing I did was I started talking to some of my family, which can be good and bad. You know, you said the same thing, ultra you know, conservative, let's just stay in our lane. So some Mm -hmm. people were like, that's great. Other people who were really like my go-to advisors were saying, "Uh, are you sure you don't want to have a stable income? You're about to, you know, get married and stuff like that. And I said, no, 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 I I really want to do this. So now I have this kind of internal conflict, this self-doubt. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, and I've talked to my parents about this, both of them uh, had a failure to launch. And that's been one of the kind of, if you want to talk about fire under the toughest, you know, you, my, both of my oh, parents, and for those of you that are not members of the tribe, toughest means but, okay? <laughs> so for, for both of them, my dad, my dad had a, a bike shop that he ran out of our garage, and that's where I really learned about entrepreneurship too. But then my mom had a, a basket business. Well, my mom was awesome. She went to, you know, an art school. She was really good at making these baskets. But for her, she couldn't keep track of the costs. So she'd go to town and get all these basket, all these items for the basket. But then when she sold it, she actually lost money. If you actually figured in her time, my dad just never had the support system that he needed to take that bike shop to the next level, go mm-hmm. rent out a, a stall or a space and actually expand it. So I watched both of them as they did their jobs that they didn't enjoy. And, you know, basically their quality of life was diminished and, at this point where I was like, okay, Kubongos didn't work. Now I'm going to start my marketing company. I was like, I can't repeat 
the mistakes of the last generation. I have their job was to make it so that my life is better than theirs. I owe it right. to them. Right. So that's what I started doing. I worked with Linda. She pushed me. I started networking. I went back to some of the partners that I had worked with for that email marketing company. And I found this golden goose. This was it, Holly. This was like, <laughs> there's, there's, this guy was a, a mover and a shaker. He was smart. He was educated. He was well-spoken. He ran this, uh, this licensing business for fitness professionals. So if you were a personal trainer or you owned a gym or a small, you know, kind of group fitness thing, you went to him and he helped you devise this whole business plan. It was a brilliant model. And he got you into, you know, he could build your website. He could sell e-commerce stuff for you, email marketing, social media, all these different technology licensing deals. Well, he loved me and he brought me under his wing. So he started teaching me about perception. And he said, huh. listen, Brian, you know, I'm still running everything, but I'm the man behind the curtain. No one knows what I'm doing. Even though I'm scurrying and doing stuff, I have a couple people. So I have another layer, a buffer in between. And when people see me, they're like, oh, it's him. I'm not going to say his name, obviously. Oh, it's right. him. Well, so he starts teaching me about perception. The other thing that this guy taught me is that your contracts that you sign are only as good as the other person with the pen. What I mean by that, for six months, I got new licensees for him. I built out his websites, did his email marketing, did his social media, uh, built up an e-commerce store and drove tens of thousands of dollars of sales. While I was doing this, I was on unemployment. So I said, listen, let's kind of hedge. I'm going to keep on unemployment. And then when it ends, I want you to just, you'll just pay me. We'll defer payment. Sure thing. Six months rolled, rolls around. I'm owed over $25,000. Oh. I said, okay, it's time. You know, I'm, I'm ready. This, now I can, right. this is going to help me launch my business. Hey, I don't have the money. What? Are you kidding me? I brought these licensees. I did all this stuff. I sold these services, the products. What do you mean you don't have the money? Hey, my uncle's a lawyer. Sue me. Are you serious, Brian? Nope. Not kidding. Not kidding. Okay, Best that's, failure that's ever. Unethical. Unethical. I'm going to say measures. that again. Best failure ever. Very unethical. Very uncouth. Horrible person. And I hope he gets whatever karma he deserves. But I'm going to yeah. tell you this. He taught me a valuable lesson. Thankfully, yeah. I still had Linda, who was my sugar mama. I also <laughs> had that unemployment. So I, so I had that arbitrage. But he taught me, you know what? If you have a gut feeling that the person that you're doing business with is not going to reciprocate, get out. Follow your gut. And so I true. knew it when I signed those contracts, but I, but I saw all these dollars and I was like, oh, I'm going to work hard. I worked my butt off, but guess what? I worked my butt off with this idea that I was going to make a lot of money. Instead, I developed a lot of skills. And that's what helped me launch the agency. Right. Well, I appreciate your tenacity and your inspiration. I mean, you were a younger kid. You're like, look, I want to do this. You were excited. You got a big life lesson too, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, but I love how you just said, guess what? I got so, the skills. You had the skills to move, to do, to do yep. something different. That's a whole lesson in itself. I did. It is. And, and I think 
it, you know, you hear the the quotes from Edison, I, I failed a thousand times and then I invented the light bulb, all that stuff. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact quote, but, you know, for everyone that's listening, whether you're in corporate America, whether you're debating, you're on the fence, if you're going to make the, the leap, or if you're an entrepreneur, every failure is an opportunity to learn. You have to embrace that and you can't sit and dwell on it. You can't stew because mm-hmm. if you fail, you've got to pick out the things that you learned from it so that you can be better the next time and approach with more caution and ultimately win the next opportunity instead of doing the same thing as we were just talking about and assuming that something's going to change. Right. Right. Very, very true. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting change. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so as Elaine Bennis would say, yada, 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 the marketing agency grows. I'm fortunate. I get to network with different people, you know, up here in New England. I got to work with uh, a really good company called Phantom Gourmet that they're like the the reviewers of restaurants. So every restaurant you would go to, you'd see the Phantom was here. So that helped oh, me. Oh, yeah, I've really seen that. Me. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so... So I got to um, I got to help them sell gift cards, which was another trial by fire. But you learn, right? You're you're going. That was a lot of work, a little bit of time, but it helped me catapult into restaurants and hospitality. And then I started figuring out which niches worked for me. Uh, and then I became a speaker for Constant Contact. So for those listening, Constant Contact is an email marketing platform similar to Mailchimp or Emma, Aweber, all of those. And they're located here in New England. So I got to actually, I was growing my, my reseller account, my partnerships, because I was a value-add reseller. But now I got to speak on behalf of Constant Contact and travel around teaching people how to use email, how to really uh, grow their email list the right way, not buying a list, and more so how to incorporate it into their overall holistic marketing program to get returned customers. And it was awesome. Uh, my, I'll tell you though, the first time I ever spoke, it was at the Microsoft store in Copley in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting there and parking was $45. Now what? these gigs out. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Boston. I mean, it's Taxachusetts. Everything's expensive. That's funny. So you have to have a lot of shekels, Holly. So, you know, we're, I drive in. And I'm thinking, I only get paid $10 per person that attends. I don't know how many people are going to attend. And I'm thinking, okay, I have to at least have five people to make this even, to make five bucks. But then factor in gas, oh, I'm done. Well, the you know, I, I'm like, I'll figure that out later. But now my anxiety is kicking in. I'm getting nervous. I'm wearing a, a blue button down, a light blue button down, big mistake. And I've got my slacks on, sweating. You know, just like, I do not look like the kind of guy you want to listen to for an hour. And I get in there and there's four strangers and my cousin is the fifth. Your cousin, cousin I love how your family shows up. That's awesome. My cousin, Scott, who is another angel and an amazing selfless person that I love was there to support me at my first speaking. I have goosebumps right now thinking about it. He's actually coming tomorrow to visit us. So he's there and he's smiling and I'm like, okay. I can do this. I read every slide. You know that those presenters that read every single bullet point and you're like, why are you here? I could just read the slide. Just press next. That was me. Sweating, 
wiping mm-hmm. my wiping my brow, reading the bullet points. It was horrible. But everybody's like, wow, thank you so much. And at the end, concluded, I got the golf clap. Scott came up and gave me a hug. He's like, you did a great job. I'll never forget that. But that was the first time I presented really like publicly speaking professionally, right? Right. And, you know, the other thing that I'll say is for anybody listening, remember those moments. So as you're GTFOing and you're pivoting and you're reinventing yourself, Remember those moments, use them as anchors because sometimes you can lose sight of where you came from. Right. And there was a, a great quote from Jimmy Valvano, who was one of the most winningest coaches in NCAA. And he, he was a coach for Rutgers, he gave a great speech um, at, for, at the ESPYs when he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. He didn't know how many months or days he had to live, but this guy got up sick, gave a great speech. And the one thing he said was, Remember where you were, where you are, and where you're going. And I'll never forget that because every time now, whether I get up in front of 50 people or 500 people, I'll always think back to the Microsoft store when my cousin was sitting there smiling at me. And that's all I need to calm my nerves. And I go. And now it's muscle memory. Right. Well, I love that he believed in you so much and he created that level of comfort and confidence for you. He did. He did. It was wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just fast forward, because I know you have more questions. Uh, what happened was the constant contact program was great. It helped us to build the agency. But eventually they said, listen, this program just isn't doing what we need it to do. And they cut the program. Well, there were over 200 speakers around the country that were all of a sudden out of a revenue stream, out of mm-hmm. a job. This was how they were making money and getting new email clients. So where most people would jump in with the crowd as they're lighting up their torches and carrying their pitchforks towards the castle, I said, no, 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 no. Listen, all of these people are emotional right now. We need to really play in to the emotion. And we also need to un- them to understand that there's a rational way to get through this. So I created a Facebook group. And then I reached out to all of them. And I said, listen, And I actually remember this. I was in a parking lot. It was a rainy day. I made a video. Am I pissed off? You bet I am. But am I going to just get mad and start complaining and emailing them? No, I'm going to do something about it. That's why you're all going to join me. We're going to create a speakers association. And we're all going to band together. And we're going to go to other technology companies. And we're actually going to get those technology companies to hire us on as their trainers and speakers. And we're going to make commission off of what we sell. How does that sound? Everyone. Yes. Sign me up. Sign me up. I didn't even have a website yet. So I had to have my team build a website in two days. Oh my gosh. We bought a domain. We built the website. All of a sudden we're the local expert speakers association. We have a badge that people can put on their site. We start an email list and then I just get to work going to other technology companies and telling them, Hey, here's the deal. We got a, we have an infrastructure of 200 presenters you want to you wanna hire us out because we're all trained in tech. You just need to train us on your product. We'll present. But there has to be something you pay us for. Worked what, out great. What I love about what you did is you had a vision. Yeah. You, you, were, sure, you were served a shit sandwich for this GTFO <laughs> moment. You were, you know, and all of your colleagues here are in the same situation. And instead of dwelling and whining and complaining and writing emails, you're like, no, new vision, pivot. I'm, I'm, I'm I hear that word so much lately. I know. I'm trying to not use it, but I can't help it because that's what happened. It, yeah. You know, you you 
you pivoted and you shared your vision and you started a business. That's amazing. You know, that, yeah, a shit sandwich with lemons and I turned it oh, into a shit there sandwich go. with lemons. That sounds amazing. I'm just kidding. Doesn't it? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Bon um, appetit. Bon appetit. Right. Exactly. But it sounds like that's when you began to change your life again. Yes. So this was the next GTFO because, you know, ultimately I see this group of people who I had met. We had gone to events together. I wanted to help them. But of course, I'm trying to advance my own career. I'm young. It's, you know, I'm uh, at the time, I think I was 30. We had just bought a condo in Florida. Uh, and we, were, we had our primary residence in Massachusetts. Literally the day that we closed on our condo in Florida, I get the call. They're shuttering the program. I'm like, great. Okay. What? Yeah. So yeah, you know, so it's like, okay, how are we going to support two mortgages? But we found a way. And then as we grew those, the speakers association, we actually uh, were introduced to Google and there was a program with Google that at the time was called Get Your Business Online. And so I had some talks with them. And at first we were going to bring our whole entire network to them. And then we decided we were just going to have a smaller kind of group of, of speakers. And that was in 2017. And since I've been blessed to be a speaker on the national stage for Grow With Google. So it's, it's been a wild ride, but now I get to help thousands upon thousands of small business owners every year by teaching them how to use digital marketing, how to understand SEO, and of course, how to use many of the Google tools that are just, you right. know, at their disposal. Right. I admire what you did, Brian, because you, you did this for yourself. You, you created your, yourself, you know what I mean? And, and you, you placed yourself in that environment. It's because of everything that you did. You know, it's not like you stood by and watched things happen. Was, you did it for yourself. Maker of my destiny, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not mm -hmm. thinking of very eloquent words for this, but it's just it's remarkable. You took charge of your, you know, your career. Yeah, so. spit up the shit sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Did you say spit out the spit the shit sandwich? So yes, I did. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I know, I know that you had a lot of success in that role. You're a terrific speaker. I've heard him speak. You guys, I took one of your, your classes on marketing on YouTube and I, I know I, I got excited I, when you were there. I saw yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. And anyone who's listening, you at, at the end of this podcast, will tell you different ways to get in touch with Brian, but I highly recommend attending his free live courses. They're terrific, terrific, terrific. So, okay. So then Google, success, you're speaking, people are seeing you, you have this platform, then what happened? Well, I was, I was flying out everywhere. I was going to San Francisco, you know, at this huge expo in Denver, I'm going to Alabama for a week. I'm going all over the country. It was so cool because the traveling, if any of you travel, you know, that gets old. But when you get Ugh. to meet new businesses, uh, yeah, everybody thinks like, oh, wow, you get to travel. No, I get to go sit in an airport, go, go breathe in stale air on the plane. Mm -hmm. Then I have to drive to a hotel. Mm -hmm. I have to breathe in that stale air. Then I have to go work, come back to the hotel and be lonely. It's not fun. But nope. the, the fun part in all of that was meeting business owners. And my big thing is I love stories. If you can't tell, I tell stories. So- I loved learning the stories. Why did these business owners create their business? What was, you know, what was one of the best things that happened? What was one of the biggest challenges? It was wonderful. And the energy being in a room, again, if it's 
10 people, you feel it because everybody's really, they're all leaning in. If it's 500 people, you can feel it because you can see them sit straight up and they're watching. Their eyes are widening as they get that epiphany. Well, COVID happened. And all of a sudden, huge part of, of our business and a huge part of our income is gone. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we don't know what to do. So live events are obviously canceled. Can't fly anywhere. We're stuck at home. And that's where, fortunately, we were able to, I don't want to say pivot either, but uh, let's say pick and roll to a, um, to a webinar-based model. So Grow with Google allowed us to teach webinars. We're able to uh, present the same topics. And at that point, everybody was still like, I need to learn. I need to grow. So we would do our webinars. We had different classes and slide decks that we would teach. But then what I started doing is adding bonus classes or bonus courses. So Mm -hmm. at the end, hey, stay with me. The last 15 minutes, I'm going to dive into something that we don't cover in the class. So I wanted to give people more value because everyone is freaking out, justifiably. Sure. Well, we were able, fortunately, to we didn't we didn't never we're never probably going to get back to where we were, but at the same time, we were able to sustain to cover my business partner's you know income needs and my income needs, uh, and then we put a huge focus on growing our agency. So, you know, a lot of retention was done. We, we offered discounts to most of our clients because we knew they were hurting just so that they could continue marketing. Because the last thing we wanted was for someone to stop marketing because then no one knows they're there and they're right. not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So we did everything we could. We pulled out all the stops. But being someone that believes in, you know, with death comes life, uh, what we did is when the pandemic hit, I looked at my business partner, we were down in Tampa at the time, and I said, we've got to do something where we can distill all the knowledge we have from these past 10 years of running the agency so that people can learn from it. And I don't want to make a penny off of it. And we started the Bigger Better Biz marketing community. So it was something where we started sharing videos. So I started telling stories and making videos about different things they should be thinking about, writing articles. I was writing furiously. Like my wife would say, it's time for bed. I was like, I just got to finish this. It was one in the morning, just trying to write stuff so that they could learn. Mm -hmm. Started offering more courses other than the Google courses. And just basically we were creating this, this whole kind of safety blanket for people so that even if they didn't have the wherewithal to go promote that day, or they were just depleted in energy and mental, you know, bandwidth because of everything going on, they could take five minutes and watch a video and learn something. Right. And for me, that was like, that helped me go to bed at night because of course, everything we do, everything you do, everything I do, we have to provide it's, it's sales. It's about income. And I, but everything we did for this marketing community was based on strictly, Hey, you're going to learn, you're going to grow. My goal is for you to grow that bigger, better business we all dream about. So that was really a a passion project that's morphed into a, a giant thing now. It's it's become a real thriving community. Yeah, it has. And I've seen it. And it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you've done a terrific job. And you're lucky to have Linda support you as much as she has through this whole thing. Most definitely. She is the glue that keeps us together. Yeah. So tell me what else is going on with your business now. Is there anything else the listeners need to know? 
Yeah. So right now we're, you know, the, th- the thing is we really are still focusing on the marketing community. We're trying to empower people. We're creating new resources all the time. One of the things that I'm doing, which is going to cost something, but it's not going to be very much because I found a way to really automate it, uh, is the idea of accountability. So you probably know this too in coaching people. You can give them the inspiration, but they need to put in the perspiration. Yep. And people can come to the events. They can listen to this podcast. They could read my articles, subscribe on YouTube, and watch my videos. But you're not going to get successful by osmosis. You need to actually do something. Right. So that's where being someone that um, – it's funny. It actually stemmed from – for me, I've always been a big guy. Uh, ever since I was little, I was husky. My mom wouldn't say we're going to the fat kid section. We're going to the husky section. Don't worry, honey, you're husky. <laughs> That's funny. And then I was big boned. It's like, no, you're fat. But <laughs> needless to say, you know, let's sugarcoat it. But it was about accountability. Hey, Brian, you can get there, but you've got to go work out. You have to watch what you're eating. You know, you've got to be standing more than you're sitting. All those things. Well, my wife stays on me. I stay on my wife when it comes to that. And we're both like recovering from that, those pandemic pounds that we all put on. But then I realized someone could watch a video or they could come to a 45 minute class and I am literally spraying them with a fire hose. I'm giving them way too much information. So we created this thing that's going to be rolling out and I'm really excited in the next few weeks where people can sign up and I'm actually keeping them on track. I'm sending them emails, but it's not just like do this. It's do this. Here's someone that did it. Here's how they succeeded. Here's why you can watch this video. So you can take whatever you want from it. And it's really going to morph into something big that will help a lot of small business owners stay on top of their marketing, continue learning so that they can grow as the digital marketing world and environment grows too. Well, I like that. I like that because it's just a, it's just a bite of something and it's something that they can take and do, you know, instead of being overwhelmed by 5,000 different things. So I think it would make the accountability level higher because of how you're presenting it. So I get it. Just one thing, just one thing. Here's Mm -hmm. how somebody else did it. This is what you can do. Yeah. That's doable. It's reachable, Brian. So I like that. It's terrific. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Okay, before we wrap up, because we're getting to the end sure. here, you've given a lot of good advice today. You've given me some good light bulb moments too. What do you want others to take away from your personal story today? Man, uh, if you know, when, when you ask me that question, I think about 25 year old Brian who was just starting out. And I see these people who are asking questions, how do I start my business? Where do I get my customers? Everything else. And before, for anyone that's that's reinventing themselves, for anyone mm-hmm. that is creating a brand or a personal brand, the first thing you need to do is get your story in order. So people, this is actually from someone that, that I've, that was my mentor. And then I helped with marketing. He was a Sandler sales coach. Oh yeah. Uh, he's, his sign off was, Hey folks, before people buy your product or service, they've got to buy you. And it's that, that resonated because people have to like you. And we hear that no like, and trust, but how do they get to know you? By you telling their story. Everyone listens to stories. Since we, we were do. little, we were hardwired. Listen to stories, build your story out. 
Right. Have it so that people can relate to you and know right. where you're coming from, why you're doing it. And if they can understand your story and can relate to it, then it's not a sale. It's you actually giving them value. Right. And it's just reciprocity. I think that's great advice. And every TED Talk starts the same way. Everybody starts with a story. It's engaging. It's relatable. It's human. Exactly. So, yeah, that's terrific, terrific advice. I love it. Well, Brian, how can people reach out to you if they want to get connected with you? Sure. We have actually created a really easy way. So I know that you're going to have this in the show notes. I unfortunately have to spell my name every single time I say it. So it's Brian, it's Brian with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, and Kaplan, just like Holly's Kaplan, Kaplan with a C. So if you go to briankaplan.com slash go, you can connect and learn with me. You can actually sign up uh, for events and you can get on our newsletter to know when new events are coming out. You can join the free marketing community, and it is completely free to join. There's no hidden agenda. And then also, if any of you are small business owners, or you're even kind of playing with an idea or have some questions about marketing, we have the ability for you to apply for what we call a free blueprint strategy session. It's a 30-minute session on Zoom where we record it. We go over your burning marketing questions. I give you some kind of marching orders and, and steps that you can take to improve your marketing. We record it. We send you the recording. We also post it up on YouTube so that everyone in the community can learn. So feel free, briankaplan.com slash go. Terrific. You're Brian with a Y, Kaplan with a C. You got it. Yeah. I did get more out of what you just said, but I had to go back and visit that because it's too funny. <laughs> well, I know people will be reaching out to you and thank you so much for spending your time with us today. It's very inspirational and I love your story and it sounds like you have a terrific, terrific family that helps you too, Brian. Thank you very much, Holly. I appreciate the opportunity to tell my story and I really do hope it helps someone. If it helps just one person, then it was well worth it. Amen. I'm with you about that. If it helps one, then someone's been reached. So, mm-hmm. all righty, GTFO listeners, that is a wrap. Thank you for joining me today and I will talk to all of you guys again soon. Thank you for joining me today on the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. To connect with me for confidence coaching or speaking engagements, please connect with me at hollykaplan.com or find me on Instagram at GTFO underscore podcast. Thanks.